Hello and welcome to episode two of my brand new podcast, This Is What We Could Have Been. Stories of how our lives can take unexpected twists and turns, but you'll hear how everyone has made it to the top. I'm Chelsea Grimes. I'm a singer-songwriter who's worked with Dua Lipa, Kylie Minogue, Tom Walker, Jonas Blue, Kesha and loads, loads more. I'm also a footballer, formerly at Liverpool Ladies and now with Fulham. And my guest today is arguably the best player on the planet and she's English. Lucy Bronze is a right back who played for Everton, Liverpool, Manchester City and now Lyon in France, the biggest team in Europe right now. Lucy's also a World Cup bronze medalist with the England Lionesses. I know firsthand how hard it is to carve out a successful career in women's football and quite simply she is a legend but as you'll hear her path to the pitch could have taken a very different turn. I've never actually played with Lucy or against her but I'm telling you now every single time I've watched her play it's magical. This is what we could have been with Lucy Bronze. Cause it kills me every time that I see what we could have been. Usually, I've been starting every episode with like how I know someone because these are just all my mates really who I've met before. I haven't been, I haven't been going and and scouting all talent of people I don't I don't know. But the first time I met you was at Sports Personality. I think that's when we just like I don't know you know on the red carpet. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I, I did have a few drinks before then as well. So I was just <laughs> I, think I, <laughs> I was rambling. I, I can't even watch that stuff back. I'm just like shouting down the microphone but it was a laugh um did you have a good night that night that night yeah that night was mad though because i had training in the morning in france then i had to get back the next day to get back for training again oh god yeah, so i literally landed at like five o'clock got changed everything got down the red carpet went in i was up till i don't know like three in the morning and then <laughs> my, my flight was six in the morning the next day yeah <gasps> Painful, painful. It was a funny night. And that was in Scotland, wasn't it? Because I'd I done an yeah. interview a, f- a few weeks ago and someone was like, oh, where's the best place in Scotland you've been? And I was like, I've never been to Scotland. And then everyone <laughs> was messaging me going, I swear you was. Also, I wanted to start this with, you know, I don't usually do a bit of Googling before, but I just wanted to make sure they had a few stats about you. And it said, is your name Lucia? Yeah. So... So Lucy, Lucia, which one are we going with? Is that just the English version of your name? Because you're Portuguese, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Lucia's, because, yeah, my dad's Portuguese. So my my brother's name, everyone calls him George, but it's spelt like Jorge, you know, with a J. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. But everyone calls him Jorge, but in Portuguese it's actually not that. So then, yeah, my name's Lucia, but the only person that calls me Lucia is my grandma in Portugal. No way. So where about in Portugal is he from? Like, did you ever live there? No, my brother did, but... Literally, my mum was pregnant with me in Portugal, but I was, she gave birth in England. Well, pretty much in Scotland, yeah. Um, (laughs) But my dad's from, like, Lisbon area, but they met when my mum was on holiday when she was younger in uh, in the Algarve. Love that, go on! My dad was was on the decks in the the disco. (laughs) Was he a DJ? Like, kind of. I wouldn't call him a proper DJ, but yeah. He turned (laughs) the music on and off. (laughs) He's doing this little thing. Yeah, he was, yeah. Nothing no special. Way. So that's where you've got your flair from then. Even though you do play <laughs> yeah. right back, you've got a bit of that a bit of that Portuguese in yet. So isolation, let's just talk about that really quick because this is where I got the idea for the podcast and I can get you all on because everyone's <laughs> locked down. I've been following you on on him on Insta and your dog, he makes a lot of a lot of appearances. I seen yeah. him. You were clapping last night with your NHS scarf. Oh on. my god, every, every time the clap goes, 
Honestly, she thinks it's for her. She starts running around the living room, everything dead excited. <laughs> oh, when did you get... Is she old? Is it old? Is, it, is she a she? She is she. She's like f- nearly three years old now. Okay, uh, so... So it was kind of like... Trained. Yeah, yeah, she's all, <laughs> she's all trained and everything, yeah. But no, it's been a lot more fun having her give you something to do. Yeah, well, I've, I've got a dog and I'm waiting on a delivery. So if you start hearing a, a dog bark and that's him in there. So, all right, we're going we're gonna to go right back to the beginning, okay? Because I'm sure everyone is super interested how you have become so fucking good. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, when I watch <laughs> you play, you know, everyone... I, di- I didn't really watch that much, to be honest, of the women's game, like, the past three, four, five years. And then when I watched you play, it was just, like, I couldn't believe how good you were, like, compared to everyone else. It just looks like you don't <laughs> even try as well. It's uh, it's mad. But So take it right back, because you're from a place that I've never heard of. <laughs> what can from, you say? Uh, which one? Berwick or Annick? Yeah, I don't Anik. know either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was... I was born in like the hospital in Berwick which is like literally on the border of England and Scotland but Annex it's like where I was raised pretty much uh, a small town is it yeah yeah really small town it's it's not on the sea it's not on the coast but it's really close to the coast but it's like I don't know 45 minutes from Scotland but then 45 minutes to Newcastle so I always just say I'm from near Newcastle yeah that's where I thought you were from but I, I don't know. Then when I done my little Googling last night, I was like, what the, where's that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I failed geography anyway, so I wasn't that surprised. But so, so what was it like? When did you start playing? And, you know, what was the game looking like to you when you grew up? Because for me, you know, I'd, I'd only watch the women's game if the FA Cup final was on. It was like Fulham and I loved Rachel Yankee and, you know, people like that. What, what was your first memories of like getting into the game and all that? Well, I didn't even know... The like women's teams existed, but I never really thought about it. But I played with my brother, who's he's two years older than me. Just played with him all the time, every day. I just wanted to be like him. I mean, he's not that great at football. He doesn't play <laughs> at all now. But I just was so competitive with him. Yeah, I just played with the local the local lads on the street and that. Literally, didn't meet another girl that played football until I was twelve, and that was Lucy Staniforth. You know, plays for England as well. Yeah, yeah. So me and her were the only two girls in like the entire area that played football. Lucky enough, we, we, are, we, we like, lived on the same then? street. Pardon? No yeah. Way. So, well, we moved We moved to, like, Annick, which was, like, a bigger town than where we lived before. Moved to a new house. And we was number 13, like, here. And you went round the corner. And Lucy was number, like, I think she's, like, 19 or 20. Our oh, gardens no pretty much backed onto each other. And we'd never met before. And then, obviously, we met at school found out we both played football and we were just inseparable so from that day on, pretty much, going to the Would field, going like to the gym. knocking on it all yes. and all that? Are you coming out to play? Oh, Literally. I miss those times so much. So then what was the first team you got into? How did that happen? Well, I played with, like, like all the proper local teams. You know, it's just, like, one of the one of the boys' dad's taking yeah. it kind of thing. <laughs> and then when I moved into that house, there was, like, it was, like, a 11-a-side boys' team uh, that was Anik Town. So I played with all the boys there as well. Which... And what position were you playing then? It's funny because I actually played fullback. Did you? Yeah. But I was never like put into a position. But my coach, he loved me. To be fair, but all the boys, you know, what they're like they want to play midfield and and there's a striker. striker. Was I was just like, I'm not bothered. I just want to play. Like I was never picky. So he was like, okay, you can play. You can play right back. So I played there, and then at the age of was it eleven, twelve? You have to stop playing with the boys. Yeah. So my mum had a panic because there literally was 
apart from the other Lucy, there was no other girl, let alone girls' teams, in sight. She had to Google it, everything. No and the closest team was, it was like Newcastle, Sunderland, Blythetown. So I ended up going, I tried at Newcastle and Sunderland, but it was just so far. And I was only 12. Yeah. So I joined Blythe, that was a girls' team, and I played as a number nine there. <laughs> Go ahead. I was, I was number nine, and Lucy was like the number eight. She used to pick the ball up, just hit it behind. I you just, just pass to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, you always had that. I had one girl like under tetons at Liverpool, Jess Moore. I'll shout out to you, Jess. Don't know where you are in the world right now, <laughs> but she was just our winger, and I'd pe- play behind the striker, and I'd just ping it over, and she'd just yeah, be onto it. Literally that. <laughs> No way. So at that at that age, obviously you you said that you've got to stop playing with the lads at like twelve. Did you did did you feel like you were still strong as them and fast as them and you, you didn't yeah. see a difference really? The the size I am now, I've been the size since I was about twelve anyway. So really? I was like I was mates with all the boys and a couple of them lived on the street as well. And I'm not messing. It was like up to my hip. My really? mum used to say like. And even my coach as well. They were like, the rule is, oh, in case the girl gets hurt, she was like, I'm scared in case the boys get hurt. <laughs> I actually read one of the boys on the other team cry once, but not on purpose. Oh, yeah, just but, kept Yeah, I was just, I was just so, I was, I grew bigger than everybody else well, well quick. So, and yeah, was, was you me- mentally, yeah. like your, your mentality, was you always just never really afraid? Did you ever go into a game and feel a bit like, oh God, like that boy, was it, or did you no, always well, just... I got a big brother, so I just couldn't have that. Like my brother, we used to play a fight all the time. Like he would, he would just smack me as hard as he could. It wasn't the <laughs> fun like, oh, it's my little sister or it's a girl. If we was fighting, I would get like a proper slap in the face, proper booted. Like it, so, it wasn't taken soft on me at yeah, all. Yeah, you, no. you, you were already, you were already on it. Yeah. All right then. So, so you there? You you were there? You with your mate? You playing? How old are you here before you make your next step? So I stayed at Blythe from like 12 to like 15, 16. I'd tried with like Sunderland Centre of Excellence when I was 12, but it was like an hour's drive, but it was like Demi Stokes was there. But yeah. I, didn't know her in like I was Jill. at Tramia then and we used to oh, play yeah? Sunderland and they were a good, they were a really good yeah. side. Yeah, because I was at Everton and Tramia with like Izzy Christensen was yeah, at Tramia yeah. with me and Farah was there. There was a few oh, that she was older <laughs> than us, but I know all the all the all the girls. All we like the gang, we, yeah. Yeah, and we played Sunderland. I remember them being really good. Actually, they yeah, had a yeah. good sense of excellence. Well, that's what that was it. I had like Newcastle or Sunderland, and Sunderland had all the girls like Jill Scott, Steph Horton, Carly Telford, like all the girls that was kind of in the England setup at the time. So that was kind of, and the Newcastle setup wasn't really doing much, even though the men's team was probably bigger than the, than the Newcastle and Sunderland at the time. So I tried Sunderland, but yeah, at 12 it was too far. But then at 15, people were like, you need to play for England, like you need to do the tryouts for England. I was playing on this Blythe team against other girls' teams. Played a team that Demi played for. Played against another team that Jordan Nobbs played for. So we all used to play against each other when we was like 12, 13, 15 and, then and we were they already of... in England then? Yeah, yeah, because there was because at the time you could play for a team and a centre yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I played for the Liverpool and then Tramia. Yeah. No way, exactly. that's sick. Go so on. They, so uh, Demi was, I can't remember what team she was at. And then she was at Sunderland Centre of Excellence and Jordan's Middlesbrough Centre of Excellence. So they were already in England set up. They, everyone used to be like, oh, those two girls play for England or whatever. And then, uh, so my coach was like, you used to play for England as well. Like, you need to go and play for Centre of Excellence. Literally, my mum rang up the Centre of Excellence, which was Mick Mulhern. I think people yeah. might... He was, like, the coach of the, the women's team at the time. She just rang up and said, oh, my daughter wants to come for trials. Like, when are the trials? My mum hasn't got a clue. 
She doesn't know nothing. Like, she didn't know nothing. She didn't even know what, like, a throw-in was. She'd be like, why are you throwing it? It's football, like... So she rang him up and she was like, oh, my little girl wants to come to trial. And he went, well, what's your name? She went, oh, well, my daughter's Lucy Bronze. He went, oh, she's in. She doesn't need to come to the trial. She was like, he went, I remember her from when she was 12. And I was no 15, way. 16 at that time. And he was like, I was gutted that she left. But definitely, she's she's straight in the team already. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Which was really so- good for me, though, because I'm like, when I was little, I was petrified of everyone. I wouldn't talk to nobody. Was she shy? I was just going to get to that then. Have you, as like, you know, I've been talking to like on this podcast, musicians, you know, photographers, actresses, sports. And I feel like a lot of us, I've found a similar thread that a lot of us are quite like, not anxious people, but when it comes to like, you know, really trying to make it in this, it's kind of like an internal battle with your, your own head. And this is what's come out of the podcast, which has been like super inspiring. And I want all the listeners to know, you know, if you're feeling this way, everyone's had that feeling of like, oh, you know, in, 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 any, in anything. Literally. So you, I guess you, not late, but when did you make the England into, into the England phase? I think I was, I went under 17s, but I was 15, 16 at the time, which I thought was normal at the time. I showed up to camp and everybody knew each other already because they'd been together for like three, four years before that. And yeah, I was a shy kid. I don't think I spoke to anyone for the whole week. Did you not? (laughs) All the girls make fun of me now. Still like, whenever I join new teams, I never speak. And everyone's always like, we literally didn't get a word out of you for months. (laughs) <laughs> I, I met Karen Carney and she's quite quiet everyone was t- oh, yeah. taking the taking the mick out of here going oh you won't get a word out of here but with me I can <laughs> yeah. stop talking so no one's really got a choice anyway okay so I've been asking as well you know highlight and low light up to that moment or you know even even past that I guess playing for England or just getting in there because I know a few of the girls in our sense of excellence like when they got the call up they'd just be like, oh my God, and they'd just be absolutely, that was like a massive first step into like, you know, being a professional there. For you, was that like a, a part that you'll always remember, just that first breaking in? And what was the lowest part of it all? Yeah, when, well, it was funny, I got a story when I was that age about England. You know, you used to go to like the little tournaments to play against all the teams. And I got told, oh, there's going to be England scouts there. Like, this will be like, you'll be getting picked for England now. So I went and with Lucy as well. But I was the old age group at the time, so we weren't on the same team. And then we finished and it, me and Lucy went together. So we drove all the way home as well. And she was buzzing because they'd noticed her and they'd spot her and they'd spoke about her. And I think they'd spoke to a stepdad or a mum or something. So she was buzzing and no one had said nothing to me. And I was devastated. I mean, I was like 40, You're like, 50 yeah, years. well done. <laughs> But yeah, it's my best mate, she's absolutely buzzing and inside I was, honestly, I was tearing apart and it took us hours to get home because it was like in Leeds or something, in York. We live in the, in Scotland or something. It must so have felt like an hours. extra 10 hours as well. And literally, yeah. And then we dropped her off at her house and it takes two seconds to get to mine. And my mum was like, we literally, as soon as she opened her front door, she said, you just stop crying. Oh. <laughs> It's the worst, though, I was, isn't it? She was like, you must have held it in all that time because you were so gutted. That, but it turns out I did. But I just, no one had spoken to me. But I was absolutely devastated. That was, like, the oh. lowest point when I was younger. <laughs> it is it is one of those things. It's when you trial now, even at teams, you know, they say, when they give you your letter and it says if you're in or not, and they go, don't open it until you're home. And then everyone's just, like, oh, yeah. them up. Oh, no way. Well, obviously, it's all, it's all worked out for you now, hasn't it? So where are you in the world now? Manchester. 
You're in Manchester, but you do live yeah. in France. In Lyon, yeah, in France, normally. So how has that whole transition been for you? Like, from being in England for so long, and then obviously Lyon, for everyone listening, if you're not a football fan and you're just here for the music stuff, Lyon <laughs> are like, basically, if you turn off, it's pointless because they win everything. <laughs> I was going to say, does it get a bit boring sometimes? <laughs> No, I mean, everyone says that, like, oh, it must be boring winning 10-0 or beating everyone. But, like, it's hard because every game you play, the other team turns up like it's the cup final. Like, I'm not messing. We played, like, a cup game a couple of weeks ago against this team in, like, fourth division down from us. They had us playing on this pitch. Like, I I think I must have rolled my ankles about 20 times just in the warm-up. But at the end of the... Like, honestly, they're throwing their heads at the bloody post and that track, the ball out, it's... It's like you've never seen before, but then at the end of the game, they all run up to you because they're like so excited because yeah. Leon's full of the superstars. But every game, honestly, these girls play like it's the last game of their lives. That you play it would against. be, it would yeah. be, you know. I mean, like I said, you're full of superstars. And I was at the Champions League final when you played Barcelona, Tony Duggan was in that side and all that, and oh, it was yeah. just like. Uh, it was I don't know just watching you it's just it's just it's so difficult to watch though as well because you're just like oh god no stop scoring <laughs> like it's just it's like never ending for you the Obviously- thing is though like it's when it clicks like that game it just clicked and it just was like it just was banging off but in some games like, I played Chelsea the game before and it just wasn't working for us and then that yeah. game was tight so it is hard sometimes yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not always easy, but I mean no. you just do make it look very easy. How yeah. how have you enjoyed it though? Are you speaking like fluent French? France, French, sorry, <laughs> um, I can't even speak English. I wouldn't say fluent. I don't know. My te- my teacher disagree. My first my first couple of years was my first six months. That was hard. I literally didn't know nobody. Like I tell you, I turned up in this changing room. And it's got like our names on the lockers. And I was literally having to read people's first names because I only ever known them by the name on the back of the shirt. Do you know what I mean? And, and then I remember Shinny's fan his hand and joined with me. And she was calling them all by the shirt, the shirt name. <laughs> so she'd be like, yeah, bronze past the wall, like Renard. And everyone's like, why, why are you calling? No one calls you that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can call me Lucy. It was so funny. She's a funny character. I, ended up, I met her in France and she, she's yeah. a laugh. She is she's a, a, a good laugh. laugh. I was looking to join with her because she's very extrovert. So me and her kind of stuck together. I was going to say, do you do you still do you get a bit of social anxiety like still, or are you fine now? Like everyone knows who you are, so you know. I feel it's like when people say when you when you're not famous as a musician and you play a gig, like it's more scary to play to like fifty people in a bar when no one knows you rather than. 10,000 people in an arena because then everyone's just there for you and you're just like Whoa. do you still get a bit anxious meeting people or are you like oh they already know me now <laughs> that's and you know what I've never even thought of that what you've just said but that is so true now that people start to know you a little bit more it doesn't make me as nervous because I don't have to like make small talk for them to be like <laughs> I am I'm Missy Bronze I go I am Missy and they're like yeah I know which does make yeah, it easier like, but PFA no. player two times winner you know <laughs> you wait for player it does make it easier because, like, the, the conversation ha- happens naturally, but I am still pretty awkward. But I do, because I, I have to do a lot of interviews or photo shoots and stuff, and I always tell them, like, I'm really sorry if this is going to be really awkward. And at the end, they're like, no, you're fine. I'm, I'm not sure whether they're just trying to be nice to me or whether I'm actually improving with, like, this social anxiety. 
Nah, you good, you good. I mean, this isn't really an interview. This is just me catching up with fun people who've like who are bored <laughs> exactly like me. So <laughs> this is a piece of first. Let's talk about obviously your credentials. Yeah, I've just listed some of them. You know, PFA player, two-time winner. Yeah. You know, yeah, you just say yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, UEFA Player of the Year, like that is just like, I mean, what, I don't know. How does that feel to just know you had that? I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't really think about trophies. I always think this, that maybe it's at the end of my career, like I'll sit back and look and be like, oh, like, I can't believe that, that's amazing. But whenever I win a trophy, especially an individual one, I just kind of just goes in my cupboard, like I'm not even lying. I've literally just packed them away in my cupboard. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know, like, it's it's not something that I ever aimed for when I was younger. Like, I didn't sit there and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to win the PFA Player of the Year twice, like, and put them, like, ch- check that off my list. Like, it's just something that comes with playing football. And, yeah, I don't think about it, and I don't really want to, but maybe I should, I don't know, like, celebrate it more when I do win things, because... It is, I guess it is special when you look and you watch people win Ballon d'Ors and stuff. I always think that, but when it's me, I just don't think that at all. No, 100%. I was, when I spoke to Dewar, I said, you know, she won the Grammy for the best new artist in the world. And I was like, oh, where's that? And she was like, oh, it's just like over there. And I was like, mate, if, <laughs> if I had my Grammy, it would be, hello, welcome to mine. There we go. It would be everywhere. <laughs> I'd be loving that life. What do you think the biggest achievement is then? If you don't talk about trophies just as a personal thing or a career thing what you what you what are you most proud of if i'm not talking about trophies yeah oh that's a hard one it's I tough, always, people, it? yeah people <laughs> always just say well, what's your like favorite moment it's like what's your favorite trophy i don't know like i guess like obviously the trophies are but i think for me always being like the first person to do something is more special so like the uefa trophy i'm it's not like I'm super excited about the trophy, but I'm so excited that I was able to be the first English woman to do it. To kind of like set a little path out to, to show like for English people, like I always say like Kelly Smith was my idol because she was the best English woman. She did it all and everybody was like in awe of her. And yeah, she might not have won in like a World Cup and stuff, but honestly, even the girls that I play with the foreign girls are like, oh my God, Kelly Smith, like she's so amazing. And I think that just speaks more like the way that people are can speak about you doing that rather than actually the trophies. Like she, she didn't need to win the trophies for people to say that about her. So I think for me, like winning the trophy and especially as a defender as well, like I'm so proud to be able to do things as a defender and to be like to all the other defenders, like it, it's not just the girls scoring the goals, like we're exactly. here to be counted as well. You and Virgil van Dijk are making defenders. Yeah. <laughs> the new sexy position, Luce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that obviously, like, accolades and all that. What has been... Actually, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the World Cup, why we're talking about France, because I, I lived out there. I was That was, like, my first job, I think, with the BBC. They would just call me up. They were like, do you fancy living in France for two months and watching a few games and talking? On... I was like, sound, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what I was doing there either. But that was, for me, honestly, as a football fan as a who's played the game you know since the age of nine and I've dropped in and I've dropped out but fundamentally the game is still like a massive part I love it and it I just love seeing you just smash it you know we broke records for the amount of people who watched it on the BBC and just yeah just seeing all you guys because 
you must have started around my age. You know, when there was nothing, every girl who played even professional had another job and it was just not, it wasn't able to be a career. And just to see you is absolutely flourish. And I've, found my, I've got a 10-year-old sister. She's in the living room. She loves you and just loves <laughs> everything about it. And it's just amazing to see. But for you on a personal note, being in that camp, playing in the tournament, what was it like? And, and was it like something like Dreams? You know, we got knocked out, but that was, we're not going to talk about that because that was all. <laughs> but what was it just like magical for you to be at that level here? Yeah, I think, I think the, the first like World Cup, like in Canada, that was like, that was dreams. That was crazy. Yeah. And then in France, it was, it was still a dream. And I think because I play in France as well, it meant so much more to me. Like my heart was ripped apart. I lost the game in the stadium where I am like most weekends or like, driving past a train there every oh, single true, day. Yeah, true, like true. That, so you're that used was... to winning on that field as well? Constantly. I never lost a game on that field until that game. Yeah, literally. Wow. Uh, so it was, that was hard, but it, especially because I'd put so much into that. But the whole stage and everything was amazing. And I think it was, it was sick because in Canada, not as many people got to come because it was too far. Whereas because we were so close to England, we had so many more fans and that was just like crazy when you're on the bus and you're on the way there and everyone's walking by the bus and stuff. That was sick. Like that was stuff that you don't, we don't normally get on like on a regular basis and to see like all that things that changed and it was just crazy. It was, mate. I, I was there for the first, the opening game, the French game, and oh my God, just to Mad. see like 40,000 people for the women, like, you know, like I said, when we grew up, it'd be like, you know, the dad's on the sideline and my mum would bring them soup yeah. or something and it'd be like, oh, but like 45,000 people just going absolutely bananas, singing the hearts. I was, I, I was like super emotional. I, I don't know. It was just like, a, it was something that I didn't think I'd see so soon now and like, Obviously, it's gone into the club games and WSL had, like, record numbers off the back of that. Um, hopefully, that can keep growing, but, you know, it's always <laughs> one of those crazy things, isn't it? So, you're happy in France then? Yeah. I mean, I did exactly what I wanted to do by joining Leon. I wanted to win Champions League. Done that twice. I wanted to get improve as a player. I wanted to play with the best players, which, I mean, that was a tick box the minute I walked in the door. The first training session was just unreal like that was the stuff that that was more of a dream that just going into that environment with all these amazing players that I just didn't think was ever going to be possible that was class but yeah like playing for them every week playing with these players every week has been unreal I mean I'm more settled now it's my third season now but yeah I think I'm always looking for new challenges and stuff so I don't really know what's what's next my contract runs out soon so I'm being forced into making the decision oh so you're gonna be coming into loads of money then it's right <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. not at the moment be playing for no, free yeah. <laughs> all right then well obviously it is called what we could have been so I'm gonna try and tail off here by you know if those moments didn't happen you know if if that England scout didn't see it or if your mum never made that call to the guy for that sense of excellence what do you think Lucy Bronze or Lucy is <laughs> like would look like right now? Where, where, did you have a backup plan? Like what? Do sometimes do you ever think about that? Well, I did. Literally, the the moment I stopped thinking about that was when I joined Liverpool, which was when I was like, <laughs> good girl, good girl. <laughs> in, in like my early twenties. So I'd through that moment. Up until that moment, well, I do still now. I mean, I went to uni. I got my degree. That was 
later on in life, that was my backup plan was sports what science. What was the degree in? Sports science. Sports science, yeah. It was like sports science, some kind of coach, and that was going to be alongside football. But if I hadn't took the sport like route with football, I did every other sport as well. Tennis, my mum was dying for me to be able to play tennis with like the frilly socks and, and all the nice white <laughs> stuff. And I used to turn up, I used to turn up to me tennis and like my footy kit. She was devastated. I, I was good though, like I played tennis to like a really good level when I was younger, but I just wasn't, I just wasn't a person for tennis, like not at all. Do you but like the, if it, uh, if, the solitude of it? I played tennis, but not not the very well. I used to do it on the weekend because my mum wanted to kick me out the house for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do, do you like a team game more, or, or do you yeah, like the yeah. solid? Yeah, I, d- no. I didn't like it because I, I couldn't blame I anyone like either. It. I'd be like, that was my fault. <laughs> well, uh, that's kind of why I stopped because I played this girl, and when you at younger age groups, until you get to like the finals, you don't have umpires. So in this game, I was playing this game, and this girl was like getting private tutored like everything like she proper rocked up with a bag like i don't know massive i was there my footy kit with like one racket and i swear i swear to this day like she was cheating and my mum was on the side and i kept thinking my mum like she's cheating like she's calling my ball out when it's not out my mum was like say something and i was like no i can't like i'm too scared proper going john McEnroe on it (laughs) yeah but I, i was too shy to stick up for myself so I said, Mum, I'm not playing tennis no more. Cause I was, and my mum was like, yeah, but you're good. I was like, yeah, but I just don't like the, the atmosphere. I need, to be in, I need to be with the lads kicking about in, on, oh, on the streets and that. That's incredible. Like, people must think, what does Lucy Bronze lie awake at at night and froth over that girl? <laughs> <laughs> that game, I remember where it was played and everything. It was in Jesmond in, in Newcastle. I remember the court, everything. But apart from that... The maddest thing, well, my mum's a maths teacher, which is probably why this is not mad, but I love maths. I still do now. I like, I love it. Like, it just, like, settles my head. It proper right. settles so my brain. That, that's, that's your career for the next one. Carol Vorderman's getting on a bit, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you could turn up there. Or Imagine, I feel no. like, I feel like that's it. We've, we've, got, we've got it locked off after retirement. The new Carol Vorderman, Lucy Bronze. <laughs> got a ring to it I feel like we're finished that was amazing I can't I've asked you anything else I feel like I know you a lot better um, yeah probably yeah. and I hope you enjoy lockdown Luce thank you so much for joining us no problem thank you so there you go Lucy Bronze the world's best right back guys I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did don't forget to hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on and whilst you're there please please leave a review thanks for all the messages about episode one with Jade from Little Mix it's so good to hear what you think of the pod and where you're listening to us from so keep them coming what we could have been is a fresh air production and I'll see you next week for another episode see you later